Hi, welcome to our second episode in this mini-series um, of myth-busting HR jargon. Um, so today we're going to follow a similar format. The first one was so so good and so easy for me. I just threw out the terms and left all the work to the two Amys who I'm joined by today. Hi guys, you okay? Hi Andy. Yeah, hi Andy. I'm going to get us up and running. Uh, I think Amy Anderson with you, if that's all right. Um, what is quiet firing? So last time we talked about quiet quitting, and this is kind of the equivalent, but from a management perspective. So it's basically rather than properly managing somebody or properly kind of terminating the employment relationship, um, a manager basically just starts to treat treat an employee poorly, makes the employee partic- like particularly disengaged, um, to the point where the employee then resigns of their own of their own accord, um. So specific things that a manager might do might be that they don't increase their salary, they micromanage them, they offer them less hours if there's potential to do so, just keep basically keep the employee out of the loop and all that kind of thing, as I say, with a view to getting the employee to, to resign themselves. Um, I mean, you do you obviously do see that this kind of thing happen quite often in businesses, but what I will say as an employment lawyer is that if you are a quiet fire, then depending on what you're doing, you could find yourself at the end of a, a discrimination claim or an unfair dismissal claim. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's definitely, you know, kind of a basis for a constructive unfair dismissal claim there, isn't there? Um, and I guess also that's, you know, again, in the last episode, we talked about the whole employee experience um, and that completely cuts across that. Um, and, you know, kind of, it, it, it's the, you know, kind of, is does that become, you know, contagious within the business as well, that lots of managers are doing this and then how does that kind of make the, the whole workforce feel so probably something we wouldn't recommend but it's certainly it's something that does happen and 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 you know kind of like you say there is there is a a label for such behavior so um amy leach next one um quick quitting and i'm being very careful with my language there and it's not quiet quick quitting it's quick quitting um what what is what is this yeah they quit Quitting. Um, I think this is more of a, a bigger thing in the US currently rather than the UK, but it's essentially where workers are getting a lot more comfortable at the moment of leaving new jobs, but within less than a year of being there. So people are just more comfortable in going, actually, they start a new job and if they're not happy, they'll just leave and rather than just kind of riding it out and seeing if actually it will it will end up being okay or get better over time. Um, I think historically people were probably quite cautious of not doing this and making sure that they were actually in jobs for a bit of a longer period of time. So I don't know if this is potentially as well becoming a more of a generational thing if there are if it's the younger generation looking at doing this, but it is it's essentially people are quitting quickly for better pay and work life balance and just looking for better opportunities. Yeah, it, it's certainly at odds with uh, some some very strong guidance I got from my dad. Uh, you know, kind of whenever you're going to move on, it was always, there needs to be a legitimate, genuine reason, yeah. you know, kind of people will look at your CV and if you just hop around, that that's never going to be impressive. Um, you know, so completely at odds with that. Um, Amy Anderson, anti-perks, what does this mean? So anti-perks, I did, I had not heard of this one, anti-perks are benefits that employees don't actually care about or want um, because they feel they could harm their productivity or their, or their well-being. So, I think when I was looking when I was looking at this, common examples that came up were things like 
free free dinners catered lunches like on-site gyms and that kind of thing with the with the view being that they were very constraining in terms of benefits because it gave the it gave the idea that people shouldn't actually leave the office building so everything that they needed to do um would be on site i think um another one actually that could fall into this kind of category is anti-perks which was again a bit of a thing that came out as a result of the the covid pandemic is a limited paid time off so obviously that was obviously uh, that was advertised as as a, as a bit of a oh wow you can get unpaid time uh, unlimited paid time off um but then actually subsequently loads of research came out that suggested that people that that would that benefited from unlimited paid time off were actually taking less because they felt bad to take it because they didn't actually know what the parameters were of, of, of the of the unlimited time off um open plan offices were also on a number of lists that i saw but I quite like an open plan office, so I feel like this is. I suppose it just goes to show that you can't please can't please everyone, and what some people will think as an anti perk will actually be a perk to other people. You're quite noisy though, Amy, so I can imagine that you know, kind of other people would have a different Wink me one. nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> I like working with everybody in the office, but everybody around me actually hates the open plan environment. <laughs> no, I I guess that there is always a phrase as well that you're never going to please anyone. Uh, and I kind of recently saw a complaint about uh, free suites uh, being available um, and, and that not being something that was seen as a positive thing. Uh, it quite the reverse, that actually it was affecting their diet and weight and all sorts. So those free suites were allegedly jumping out of the jars into somebody's mouth. So <laughs> um, last one for today then, Amy Leach, if that's all right. Um, industry hopping. I think I know what that means from from its label but can you yeah yeah of course it does kind of do what it says on the tin so industry hopping basically involves um it's kind of switching jobs but slightly more than that so it involves moving sectors basically so i think there's been loads of surveys um around this especially following covid and people sort of with the quick quitting and things like that as well um and the survey suggests that kind of nearly 50 percent of people quitting their jobs found jobs in different sectors and people were looking for higher paying careers with more flexibility. And also, I've seen a lot of things out there and commentary around people just, I think, again, following COVID, had maybe been in a particular career for however many years, but had a very different passion on the side, but actually decided that with COVID, life's a bit too short. I want to do what my passion is and do that as my job. And have ended up almost moving sectors in that regard because they've just decided to kind of, yeah, halt their career where it was and then go on and do um do something completely different so yeah that is basically what it what it says on the tim i also think that employers are looking at candidates coming from different industries in a different light as well i, I think they they've opened their eyes up to the fact that actually there will be transferable skills inevitably but equally having somebody look through our business from a different lens may well um you know kind of shed light on our business and give us different ideas and thoughts in terms of, of how we can evolve and develop. So, yeah, I wonder if that's a kind of a double-sided um, impact, which is coming, you know, being driven by both employees and employers. Um, that's, I, I mean, again, today for me has been really enjoyable. Um, we are going to continue this series. So, you know, kind of if, if anybody has any jargon that they want to throw our way we'd, we'd love to hear from you um feel free to to get in touch by the usual uh, method the best one being shoespeakhr at shoesmiths.com feel free to drop us an email and we will include um your jargon a shout out if if you're happy with that um 
and, and, and then look to, to address exactly what it is that, that you guys come across. But thanks, Amy's, uh, and thanks for listening.